0: Now, he's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen.
1: Ladies, welcome on into the show. We're absolutely delighted today. I actually have two guests with me today. Hi Ingrid, hi Jackie. Hi Hi. Rebecca, hi listeners. (laughs) So today we have co-hosts of a podcast, Midlife Money Matters, Jackie and Ingrid. So in her own right, Ingrid is a financial educator and author, and Jackie is a financial advisor and chartered accountant. And today we're coming together because we wanted to bring a really interesting episode all around generalist information on saving for retirement and how important that is for women. So maybe we could start with you, Ingrid, with regards to, um, you know, learnings and mistakes that people make when it comes to saving for retirement. What would you say is the number one sort of challenge that women have when it comes
0: to saving? Well, what I've noticed from observation, um, from discussions with people I know, as well as people in various media, there's a few things and they pretty much all come back to the same mistake, if we like which is a type of avoidance. When I listen to people in their 30s or 40s saying things like, retirement is so far away, and combine that with that there are so many other priorities right now, they truly believe that they'll get to it, I'll pay attention to it closer to the time. And honestly, I can say that this truly was me in my 30s and 40s because it just felt like something I would never do. It was so far, you know, leaving that permanent workforce and retiring did feel like a long way off. So, I know it can feel like that. So, when something feels a long way away, we tend to want to leave it till later and we avoid doing something right now. And that's the thing with saving and planning financially for later life. Leaving it till later is not really an option. So, as women get into their 40s and into their 50s, the realization that retirement is getting closer. They start listening to the media and the financial commentators and maybe friends and social media groups. Yikes, I haven't got enough. Yikes, I didn't start early enough. I haven't paid enough attention. So they start to investigate and many then start to feel overwhelmed by the amount of information available and the hype that's in the media. And I've heard women, really smart women, say this is all too complicated, which results in even more avoidance and truly not paying attention. So the biggest mistake I see is avoidance. And what I suggest that people can do is pay attention earlier. And the two points I'd make here is, one, believe it is much easier than you think it is going to be. And it really doesn't take that much effort. And it's one of the things that we avoid and then when we tackle it it's like, oh, it actually wasn't that hard after all, was it? We all know that feeling. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. What's your observation, Jackie? Uh,
2: yes, I'd agree with Ingrid on that. Uh, I see lots of anxiety um, from women in their early 50s and above about this. Um, but really, as Ingrid says, uh, it's most of the women that I see are well-educated and successful in their work and um, they can easily get their head around this if they want to focus on it. Uh, I'd like to also mention something else here uh, that I see with women every day um, with parents generally but particularly with women and that is continuing to support their children their adult children at the expense of saving for their own retirement this is, I think, caused a lot of talk about this in the media at the moment. The bank of mm-hmm. Mum and Dad, uh, Ingrid, particularly likes to talk about this, <laughs> um, and this can, this can be different things. I mean, we see different things with different clients. So it can be, you know, letting your adult kids live in, in your own home and and not pay board, or helping them with a large home deposit, or buying a car for them. Uh, I read an interesting article in the Financial Review the other day. It said that the number of kids uh, aged twenty to twenty. Nine um, working kids um, in Australia who's still living at home was around eight hundred thousand, which is a lot. That <laughs> um, and it's it, it's okay to help your kids. I think. Um, I mean, we all we all do that uh, if you can afford it, obviously. But I think, please, please. Get your own retirement plan in place first, and make sure that you can, you know, afford to help the kids. I think uh, I would say I see this, you know, at the other end of of the of the journey uh, when when older people don't have enough money. Uh, I think the best gift that you can give your kids is not to be dependent on them in later life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the greatest things I think in terms of being parents is teaching independence, whatever yes. that kind of might be. You know, whether it's financial independence or otherwise, but. That's got to be one of the biggest gifts you can give your kids. Yes, um, I agree. Going back to what you were saying earlier, Ingrid, about you know not sort of waiting too long to save and starting to think about it too late and feeling like it's all too hard. When would you say would be a, a sort of a really positive time in your life to really start thinking about retiring and and what you need to do?
0: Well, I love that expression about the best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago, and the next best time is today. And honestly, I think that applies to this, any kind of savings. The research indicates that more than 70% of retirees say that the number one thing that they would tell their younger self is save and invest more and start earlier. Um, and that's them speaking from the perspective of hindsight. So the earlier, the better is the answer here. And for a couple of reasons. Um, the first one is compound interest. It's one of my favourite things. You know, Albert Einstein said it's actually the eighth wonder of the world the money you save and invest today earns interest and grows and grows exponentially building on itself building interest on interest and there's a number of examples of compound interest you know savings account term deposits stocks superannuation the idea is to put money in and let the money do the work and as we do with superannuation and as Jackie said earlier you know um These generations now have been having compulsory superannuation since they started work, and that is really going to make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So money invested and saved can work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You and I can only work so many hours a week or a day, and we can increase our earnings, and that's when we add more to savings and investment. And I think the second reason to start early um, with thinking and planning is to take full advantage of the various types of saving plans and to maximise the benefits through government and taxation. And those are definitely worth exploring no matter what income bracket or stage of career people are at. And that's where it's great to talk to your um, accountants, your financial people about what are the benefits that you can take because there's some really great benefits that can be taken um, advantage of younger so that that helps to compound that interest later. Jackie, do you have some thoughts on that one?
2: Uh, yes, I do. I think um, there's a saying that um, no one ever retires when they think they will, and I think that's very true. I see lots of clients who don't have a retirement plan or much super, particularly women, uh, and they always say to me, oh, I'm going to work till I die or I'm, going to, I'm never going to retire. But uh, sadly, the reality is that most women in Australia retire at the age of 52, um, usually not through their own choosing, I think ageism is alive and well in the workforce. Yeah, <laughs> and so it might be a, work, a redundancy, or it might be an illness. At least of this decision, and that it, it gets it gets forced on them; it's not their own choice. And I think people need to remember that you can't access an age pension in Australia now till you're sixty-seven, so that's a long way from fifty-two, <laughs> and you also can't access your super until age sixty. So I would agree with Ingrid:
1: the sooner, the better. The sooner the better. And we also need the system to change because, quite frankly, it's not geared towards helping women, is it?
2: No, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I think things like, you know, being paid a super when you're on maternity leave and things like this, you know, all these things could make a massive difference. Yeah.
1: So, Jackie, out of interest, you know, if you if you were able to give somebody some thoughts and ideas as to that first step, like that one thing that you could do straight away, you could do today even, what would that advice be? That they could do right now?
2: I think try and get uh, a handle on their super. I think that would be, you know, a lot of people I see they might have had multiple jobs and their super could be, you know, all over the place. I think that that's something younger women could do right now. I find a lot of people when I have a first meeting with them, they'll say to me, you know, I'll say to them, well, you know, like we're looking at your assets. A lot of people don't think of superannuation as one of their assets, but actually obviously it is. And I say, you know, where is your super? And they struggle to tell me a lot of the time and they sort of go back and, you know, find it and send me the stuff and they really don't have a handle on, on where their super is, how much it is they're they're not aware of the things they can do to build it up, like salary sacrifice and other ways that they can contribute, you know. I mean, their employer puts in super for them, but they're not really um, following this or, you know, aware. And sometimes, you know, if they work for a smaller employer, that they may not even be paying the super for them and they might not realise this until too late. So I think that people could just focus on their super uh, and find out where it is. If it's this, you can go onto the ATO website and do you know find lost super and try and consolidate all your super into one account make sure that you know your fees that you're paying on that account aren't too too high and that you actually got an understanding of where it's invested so if you're younger you know and you've got a longer time to invest then maybe it's a good idea to have your super invested in in an option with you know a higher growth option that's going to earn more over time so you get a chance for it to build up you know I've seen people young people I see and they've got their super invested in a conservative option with earning about, you know, 2 or 3% a year when you've got inflation at the moment running between 6 and 7%. So, in effect, that's going backwards. And the impact of that decision over 20 or 30 years is going to make a massive, you know, massive impact on their retirement. So that would be one thing I I would say right up front. (laughs) I'm
1: just going to jump in there. If if you're listening from overseas, you're not in Australia, super, just so you know, superannuation, which is essentially your pension fund. Just Mm. to clarify, sorry. Ingrid, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. And the other thing, it's 501k in the US. So that's the same thing. I, I would just piggyback off the back of what Jackie's saying there. I think, um, you know, that idea of making sure you've got one fund, um, making sure you've got, I think a, a very important thing and nobody really wants to think about dying, but your, Will a lot of people go ahead and make a will or do some sort of estate planning, but the superannuation money is actually never included inside that. So your superannuation, there's a separate document inside superannuation called your binding. Um, death nomination and what that says is where your superannuation will go because it's not included in your estate and that depending on what fund you're in can be quite traumatic for a family if anything happens and i know everybody thinks it's never going to happen but things happen Um, so making sure that's up to date and um but also just you know taking the time to have a look at you know where is your recent superannuation statement maybe having a look at it every quarter or every um six months, and just make sure that you can see the deposits, as Jackie was saying. I think it's really part of its mindset and belief that that this actually is something to be paying attention to, because it can actually build up quite substantially. And Jackie mentioned it, but you can actually add extra money into your superannuation. I know when I worked for one of the corporate companies, our superannuation, it was more and then we could pay another 4 or 5%. And, you know, I did that. 30 years ago 25 years ago and that's that has compounded which allows me to have the sort of life that I have now Mm -hmm. and because that money's there and tracking to make sure it's in the sorts of investments that will go forward and honestly I'm with Jackie you know like Jackie's a financial advisor I'm not an advisor I'm an educator but I say if you don't understand how all this is working then go and see somebody In the industry and your superannuation fund actually has advisors and you can have sessions with them Mm. to find out, you know, what they suggest. Now they're always going to be kind of talking about their own products, but the more education you can get about this, the better. Yeah. yeah, and I think taking ownership
1: of it sounds to be like the the number one sort of driver there is like not allowing yeah. it, to, you know, passively happen without you actually thinking about well, what do I want it to do for me and and how do I need it to work for me? And like you say, pulling together the funds so that they're in one place, I think is absolutely really great advice because mm-hmm. we move and, you know, we lose track of our own money and it's our own money. It worked hard for that money.
2: Just wanted to make one more point in regards to superannuation or ge- more generally because your podcast is aimed at probably younger women, uh, This we've done an episode on insurance, but, you know, I think for younger women particularly as well, I think insurance, like risk insurance, is something that women should try and get their head around as well. You know, if you've got young children, you should consider, you know, do I need life insurance? Do I need income protection insurance? You know, these sort of things. And I think a super fund can be useful Um, in that way as well because I know a lot of people young people with you know big mortgages particularly in the in the major centres that are stretched financially but you know you can use um, you can get insurance through super uh, life insurance income protection insurance and as an advisor, I see these things being absolutely life-changing for people, you know. I mean, you know, people get sick every day and having this cover, if you can't afford to pay it personally, you can pay, you know, get the premiums paid out of your super. And I think that that is also something that, that women should think about as well and, you know, is do I have enough uh, insurance to cover me if something happens to me? Will my family be protected?
1: Yeah, thank you, Jackie. Mm.
0: And we have a great episode number six that actually talks about some of the different ways of, because sometimes the insurance premiums can look like they're quite expensive, but there's ways to not spend as much money on insurance and still have, um, we talk about some really interesting data, but still have enough protection. Um, So if anybody wants to find out a little bit more, episode six of our podcast goes deeply into some of the insurance options. Well, what we can do is we'll put a link to that
1: episode into the show notes for this episode as well. And then people can track back and yeah. find your other episode. That's completely fine. Uh, we'll make sure that happens. So, you know, retirement, we talk about money a lot when it comes to retiring. But there is more to it, isn't there, than just the money <laughs> side of things. What are your thoughts on
0: that, ladies? Uh, In fact, Jackie and I have just recorded an episode on this because (laughs) it (laughs) is—it's such—it's such such a topic. Um, A lot of people's identity are tied up to whatever it is they're doing, and so you know, how do you go from doing this all the time? to nothing. Like, so there's one thing is how are you going to be retired? How are you going to get to retired? And what are you actually going to do with your time? Because as Jackie said, the average age that women leave the workforce in Australia is 52. Now that doesn't mean everyone's going to be left at 52, but you know, you can imagine in your 50s, you're still going to have another 20 or 30 years to live because people are living to 80 or 90. What are you going to do with 20 years? And I know it feels like, oh, I'm just going to sleep, I'm going to go to the beach, I'm going to have a holiday. But eventually that kind of you know, honey Moon period if you like where's the novelty wears off of that so how are you going to keep your brain active um and it's certainly this is getting a lot more attention um i know even michael mosley i just watched something on sbs with him this week so if we're finishing work in our 50s or 60s you know there's 30 or 40 years of retirement so what are we when we're in our careers and the long days sometimes you know juggling family um, you know, it feels like doing nothing will be great, but what will we do with doing nothing? So it is important to think about what will that look. What will it look like? And that dictates then how much money you're going to need because you know if you're not um spending money, then that's less money you need. But if you're going to be um, having holidays and you're going to be um, getting involved in sports, you know what are we going? what sort of, what sort of things are you going to do every day? What will every day look like? And how are you going to have the human reaction, the human interaction? Because you know, I, I talk to a lot of people who are starting their own business and they escape the corporate world and they start their own business and they find themselves lonely. And even the person that they most least liked having to spend time with in the office, they would almost look forward to that. So there's there's evidence of that in the retirement field as well, is like, how are you going to do that? You know, how, is the garden the thing? Is activities the thing? So while you've got your health, that's helpful. But then what happens when you get into your 80s and 90s? How do you look after yourself? And that money has to last a long time. So I think thinking about what is that going to look like? Yeah, because you're right. Mm. thirty years is a long time.
1: And you have yeah. to a sense of purpose, you know, for you to feel like you're living that life to its fullest. You know, like you say, the novelty will wear off, I'm sure. And I've seen it with plenty of people who go, oh, time and It's going to be fantastic. And then after the first year, they're sort of twiddling their thumbs going, well, what else is there going on with it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it takes two to three years for people to find their groove, um, like when all the research comes together around the world. So um, it takes about two to three years because there is that initial period and then there's the adjusting period until fi- people find their groove. You can only play so much golf and tennis and, <laughs> or none yeah, at all. Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, what do you think about that? You know, what's
1: retirement and the purpose of retirement after, you know, you've finished working? Yes, no, I'd
2: agree with that. Um, I think when we see a lot of people before they retire are quite anxious about the financial side of retirement. Yeah. But for most people, you know, as long as you've got a reasonable amount of super, uh, they actually manage quite well, you know, with the combination of superannuation and part of, you know, a bit of super and a bit of age pension. Most people find that they, as long as they budget, that they've got their financial side of it under control. And then, as you say, it becomes the other side. What do I do, you know, with my time? And I have to say, I think men struggle with this more than women. Women have often, through their life, had you know periods of part-time employment, or they might. Be more likely to work part time before they retire and sort of ease into retirement. So they tend to have sort of a you know more active social life and they've sort of more adjusted to having broken periods of work. Whereas men don't tend to do that. They tend to be working full time. Suddenly they're being made redundant or they stop work and they haven't really planned for it. And uh, you also, we see issues around people um, where one will retire um, and the other one hasn't. So one person's got all this time and the other person's still working. And and oddly enough, sometimes these days we see it's more likely to be the man that's not working and the woman that's still doing a bit of part-time work. So the plans to go on long trips and things are not sometimes that easy if one person's still working. So they can. Sort of struggle with that sort of those sort of issues as well, but yeah. definitely the sense of purpose is is the most important thing. And I see people who were struggling, and then they've gone out and done some volunteer work or something, and they come in and they're so much happier. You can see that they've found that sense of purpose that they didn't have the last time.
1: Yeah, and I think purpose and identity are so intrinsically linked, aren't they? You know, if we have yeah. that sense of purpose, and we don't put all of our eggs in one basket in terms of how we define ourselves and our identity then you know it's easier to transition from one identity if you like the working you to the retired you and I think you've got to see that you still have huge amounts of value to offer even working you know work is not the be all and end all when it comes to adding value and building esteem I think that's really that's right
2: yeah exactly right Mm -hmm. I'd agree with that
1: Ladies, thank you so much for coming on Mm -hmm. to our podcast. If you want to hear more from Jackie and Ingrid, you can find them at Midlife Money Matters. It's their podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts, ladies. Everywhere you listen to your podcasts. yep, Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, we'll make sure that there are some links also to um, some of the references that we've talked about in the show to make sure that you can connect easily to their podcast too. Ladies, do you have any sort of final comments, final thoughts, But ladies who are listening, who are thinking about their retirement, considering, oh, what I should, I should probably get onto this now. I should probably get started thinking about this. Do you have some final
0: words for them? I always think, believe you can, believe it's worth it, believe you can understand it. Don't be bluffed by the complicated language. It's not that hard. You are smart enough to do whatever it is you're doing. You are more than smart enough to tackle this. I love that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm going to give a plaque to financial advisors here. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that uh, if you feel you can do it yourself, then do it. I think that's great. But if you don't, or you can't get a clear picture of how you're going to fund your retirement, I would recommend that you do go and see a financial advisor. I find women often reluctant to seek advice, uh, more so than men. Men are very confident seeking advice. But I think I personally have never regretted good advice that I got in my life, and I think what it provides you with is clarity, peace of mind, you know, you've got a plan, you can do things earlier rather than later that can make a huge, huge difference.
1: Beautiful. What a lovely way to sum up. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Ingrid, so much for coming on. We look forward to speaking to you again
0: soon. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much.
1: So I hope you've got an absolute stack of ideas to help you start thinking more purposefully about saving for retirement. That was a really helpful, very practical conversation with Jackie and Ingrid. And look, if you're looking to become more purposeful and proactive in your career, then that's absolutely where we come in. We are absolute specialists in career and leadership development for professional women. And also we have that niche in personal branding in terms of how you build your credibility and your visibility within your company to be seen how you intend to get those promotions and to negotiate the pay that you absolutely deserve. And if you're looking for coaching support um, right now, the best thing to do is you can visit our website anytime, illuminategrowth.com.au and have a look around there. But you can also get some of our free resources. And one of the most popular of our downloads is the Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. You can get your copy by going to rebeccasfreegift.com grab your copy, get started and start thinking about what you really want from your career and whether or not what you're doing right now is good enough, whether or not you're really giving your best to the world, whether or not you really feel like you're shining to the truest of your potential. I look forward to speaking to you really soon. Grab your copy and I'll speak to you then. Bye for now.